I can't think of anything else I'd rather do on a Friday at nine o'clock at night, sitting in my house. Kids are asleep. Amy's downstairs having some wine, watching TV. I can't think of another fucking thing I'd rather do than do a goddamn show with my boy Mike and our buddy Joe. Yes. What's up, Mike? What's happening? It is New Year's Eve Eve, Eve. today, right? It is. We're about to bring in the new year in style. In style. But before we do that, we're going to hit you. I don't know if Joe Miggs has ever seen this commercial, but we're about to hit you guys with the hottest <laughs> fucking commercial in the streets right now. Here oh, it yeah. is. Our One of our top two sponsors. Here we go. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down. No first-time homebuyer requirement. 100% cash-out refinances. Rehab loan. They can help you purchase a home. Purchase a condo. Refinance an existing mortgage. Create a dream home with Rehab Loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. I always want to learn more, dude. I always I, I, want to I, learn. I, I always, Mike, 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 Mike. What a voice that is. Guess I, I what? Find that guy. I want to tell you something, guys. They've been sponsoring us for about a month now. A fighter reached out to me today. Yeah. Said, hey, can you hook me up with Mike? And now Mike is helping this fighter out with some mortgage loans down in the state of Florida. Beautiful. <sighs> That I makes me it. feel so good, dude. It makes me feel so it's good. Awesome. It has to be between, has to be because of the beautiful voice, that Rhode Island accent, and that fucking commercial. That 80s game show, Yuck It Up voice that, that I use. Yuck that. It Up voice. It really works. All right, man. And the other sponsor we have, of course, we're always rocking their gear. I got the hat on tonight. I got the shirt on tonight. Mike's got the hoodie. Guerrilla yeah. Warfare apparel. They got the hottest shit going right now. Go to their website. Use promo code Mike and Mish. Buy some of their stuff. Get 15% off your purchase. And hook, shirt on too. hook yourself up with some cool shit. Hook the show up with some support. Look at that. Look at this guy. With that said, guys, I know last night you guys thought this that was the last show of the year. You I guys know. wrong. Fucking wrong. Uh, we got wrong. one more. There's a big premiere coming up on New Year's Day with our good buddy from down in Florida. He's got he's had multiple podcasts on his own. He's a personality, and now he's gonna show it off in this new trivia game show podcast called Fight Game. Let's bring him on right now. Our boy Joe Mix. Hey there, y'all. What's hey. going on, guys? What's what's going on, dude? Look at you hey. with, the, with the shirt, the Christmas Check tree. Check this shirt out. My favorite t-shirt. It fits a this. I'm telling you. This shirt fits so good. It fits as snug as a condom, this shirt. I got to tell you. It's perfect. I mean, just gets... tight enough around the That's arms, a triple XL, you know? you're saying. Ooh. A triple XL. Yeah, I'm going to need a. Hey, I'm going to need a Is that the XL Magnum size shirt? all that Christmas shirt? food I've been eating. <laughs> that's that Magnum size. That's, that's the that Magnum, Magnum size. size. <laughs> Magnum size shirt, yep. Hey, hey guys. Boy. Cheers, guys. Thank you for having me on. A little Yankee love from over here. I salute, guys. Check this cup out, Joe. It's made out of uh, the same material that an, M uh, an AR-15 is made out of. Oh, man. It was a little gift from my soldiers on my way out as first sergeant. I appreciate you boys. I'm drinking beer out of it tonight. I'm usually drinking water, but whatever. Hey, much respect to the boys, man. I'll drink to that. Salute, guys. A little red wine tonight. A little red hey. wine. There you go. A little red wine. 
It's good for the heart. You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, mm-hmm. so, so what you been up to, Joe? You've been busy. Yeah, man. Been busy, you know, getting fight game ready, getting this uh, this new podcast set up, man. So took a little uh, hiatus with, uh, with the interviews, the bare knuckle stuff. People been hitting me up. Yo, where you at? Would you give up on us? Absolutely not. Uh, but you know, these, uh, this show is a little different because it's pre-recorded doing a lot of editing, you know, so it's a totally different animal now, you know, totally different animal, but I'm super excited. This show is going to be unbelievable, man. It's totally different. It's influencers and athletes going head to head on a interactive trivia show. You could play along, uh, guests could watch, you know, the, the viewers could tune in, they could watch the show, play along. You could listen to it while you're in your car, you're taking the shit. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I got to tell you to, to getting it out there. The guest list that you guys compiled for your first season is ultra impressive. And once season one wraps up and everybody sees what you guys have done, I can't imagine who you're going to keep, keep going with and getting next time. Uh, Joe Ivy just made me laugh to myself while Joe was talking. It says Mike's drinking from a straw again. <laughs> yes, I am. He's, he's I always back. Hey, is that, is that eggnog in there? You got that spiked eggnog with the brain? What's going on? It is, but you know what? I do not like ice against my teeth because they fucking, it hurts. Hey, listen, I got sensitive teeth. I'm a sensitive guy, you know? I got a sensitive teeth. <laughs> I gotta, do not like gotta, the ice against my teeth. Listen, hey, what do they guys, got that special old people toothpaste for you? What is that called? Uh, yeah, Sensodyne. I use it. Sens- <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what it's called. I use it, too. Because, Dude. like, if I was to drink something cold or, or hot, it would it would fuck with me if I didn't use that toothpaste. It works. So if you got some toothpaste, use that He's shit. got that weak enamel, dude. He's got that, yeah, the enamel. You got to be careful. Lay off yeah. the teeth whitening, bro. It's going gonna, it's gonna to loosen that enamel up. We're going to have to call you lukewarm, Mike, from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My wife does the same thing. She'll, she'll, fill up her water, she'll, she'll fill up her water bottle the night before she goes to work. Uh, and just leave it out on the counter. And like after like years of doing this shit, I'm like, how come you do that? And she's like, because I don't like the cold feel on my teeth. She's, yeah, it hurts, maybe, man. Maybe Mike and Amy should get together. It makes you like fucking. <laughs> and t- you ever have a cavity at all? You ever like touch like um, like metal on a cavity by accident? And it like sends like a shot through you. It's not that bad, but it fucking it hurts. Like it'll make you like, oh shit, like my teeth. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Enough about my teeth. Okay. Sure. Speaking of old people, I want I want to talk about something real quick. Do you guys remember Bob Ross? Do you guys remember Bob Ross, the painter, the happy yeah. little trees? Oh happy, yeah, happy trees. Happy yeah, happy trees. clouds. Oh yeah. So, so we tree. found. Oh yeah, we found we found the Bob Ross channel on uh, whatever the fuck our TV was. It like Pluto with. TV and, or something. And my kids do. My kids absolutely love it. Right? They love it. They'll watch. They'll sit there and watch that Afro freak paint all day long right so guys a human chia pet dude he's amazing so for christmas we bought them or somebody bought them some uh bob ross painting kits and i'm going to show you what my eight-year-old and my 11-year-old did tonight dude be prepare to be amazed motherfuckers here we go this is 11 year old jackson mish what painted this today are you serious I am dead serious. This is Jackson's, right? Followed the directions, used the titanium white and the Van Dyke brown <laughs> and the fucking... <laughs> and the That's incredible. Green, 
in the sap green. Now, are hold we up. being punked right now? No, I am not punking you. This is this is Jackson's. He didn't sign the bottom, but Nolan, eight year old Nolan, did his own similar, fucking little bit different. Wow. Take Dude, a look what at that in the shit. world. Way better than what I could do. Yo, there's his signature. I don't know if you can see it. There's Nolan. Yeah. What's wow. really funny about it is he's got, he's got the drawing skills of like a professional painter and the writing skills of his of an eight year old kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at that. My wife's watching looks right like now. He wrote it as a little kid, but then turned into a grown ass adult who paints. How I'm unbelievable is that? Uh, and you got the wife's approval. Yep, yep. it's official. She, see, she yep. she said, wow. you know, as a matter of That's fact, because I'm I'm very artistic and I can paint, I can draw, I can do all that shit. I tried to help. And they, they didn't want my fucking help. Nolan gets pissed. He's like, I can do it. I'll do it. I like that. I like that. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to give you a couple pointers. I don't need your pointers. I can do it. Mm. And those guys, they knocked out the park. Cool, right? Absolutely, bro. They're going to use bless sense. Him, man. Listen, yeah. put them to work, bro. Start selling paintings. Open up a gallery, man. Make some yeah. money, brother. Right. They they're already brushing their teeth with Sensodyne and fucking drinking. <laughs> they get ready. Soy milk and shit. Yeah. Before you know it, bro, they're gonna be walking out with afros in a couple of weeks. You're gonna see them walking out of that bedroom, <laughs> fucking throwed out and shit. So so because these guys got into the Bob Ross channel and and the Bob Ross show and whatnot, and and obviously they're into the painting. I noticed that Netflix had a Bob Ross documentary, so I watched that shit. Right, I want to know about this guy. Dude, he doesn't talk like that, you know. In real life, Bob Ross did not talk like he did on the show. His wife and his son both said that he did that on purpose to sound more sexual, more sensual when the when the old ladies are watching him on TV. He'd be like, uh, he knew his audience. Yeah, he'd be like, <laughs> it was the first ASMR video yeah. that came out. Really, really. Oh my god, he'd, he'd go, really caress that color in there. Yeah, just get it. In. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you, I used to watch I used to watch Bob Ross when I was a kid. When I was living in Brooklyn, my grandmother would have it on all the time. And I used oh, to yeah. watch the I used to watch a show with her. Happy yeah. clouds. Happy, happy clouds. Happy clouds. There, there, are, there are no mistakes. There's happy accidents. I swore that guy was stoned every episode. Most now, you know, as a kid, of course, I wasn't thinking that way, but as an adult, I'd look back and be like, that guy had to be blazed out of his mind when he was painting those paintings. <laughs> I mean, God bless, he did a great job, but Yep, that's right. My grandma Reggie would watch that shit constantly, 24 hours a day. Yeah. And now that I watch the documentary, I know what she was doing in that living room. She just listened to that voice diddling her bean. Fucking Christ. <laughs> God rest her soul. I love that's you, Grandma wrong. Reggie. That's wrong. <laughs> that is wrong on so many levels. So many levels. Anyways, let's get off that shit. <laughs> I don't want to talk oh, about Grandma. Maybe we'll get Bob. We're gonna have to resurrect Bob Ross and get him on Fight Game. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so. let, let's let's get back to Fight Game, man. Um, you guys, like, let's talk about some of these guests you've had on there. I know you sent some uh, some some images over, Mike. Do we got those images, guys? Wait till you see the guest list that I, these guys I do. Done you want to run through them? Yeah, good. All right, let's start off with. Brian there we go, Cage. Brian Cage, my AEW guy, Ring of Honor guy, man. Guy's a beast. Brian's a yeah. funny guy, man. I got to tell you, uh, Brian had some really funny stories. There's a uh, uh, so for the people that are watching fight game, it's a combat themed trivia game. So it's not only is it combat sports, but it's also you know you guys would like this too. It's world of uh, combat history as well. So we got uh, military type questions, war questions, 
So, you know, who paid attention in school? We're going to find out. Um, but we have two rounds of that specifically. Uh, but we also have a call your bluff round, which is, you know, who's bullshitting and who's telling the truth. They got to figure out, you know, what's true, what's not true. And Brian had some really funny stories. I mean, this guy's talking about he had a he had to shit himself. So this guy had to take a shit. He was on the highway in his brand new Corvette. There was no gas station in sight. He's squeezing cheeks till he gets to a gas station. <laughs> he finally gets to the gas station and he barely makes it to the bathroom. But the way he tells this story is so funny. And I believe Brian Brian was on with Paulie Malinaji. They were going against each other on that episode. And I believe that was episode two for season one. So that's going to, you guys are going to enjoy that. And now for for those who don't know Brian Cage, you said he's AEW, he's Ring of Honor. He's a gigantic heavyweight monster pro wrestler, right? Like the beast. He's a a humongous dude. He just mentioned Paulie Malinaji. Of course, we got Paulie up there. He's a good friend Mm -hmm. of yours, right? Yeah, me and Paulie are from the same neighborhood in Brooklyn. That's right. Paulie's a good friend of mine, great guy, very intelligent dude. And um, he was very entertaining on this episode. Actually, a fun fact about him is that he was uh, back in, I think, 2009, they did a commercial for the return of Punch-Out on Nintendo Wii. And Paulie played Little Mac in the commercial. No, it is fucking it is fucking hilarious. And I I have the footage on the episode, and you'll see some of the footage. Yeah, he's dressed as little Mac training, you know, running with Doc on the you know by the bridge and all that good stuff. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Really funny. Love that. Here we go. We got Chris Algieri. Chris Algieri, yeah, man. You got kickboxing champ, and then we got Austin Gunn. Austin Gunn is another pro pro wrestler. He's with AEW. He's also the son of the badass Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. No way. Degeneration X. Wow. DX, man. That's... Suck it. Yeah, suck it, dude. That dude's still wrestling, yeah. too, right? Isn't Billy Gunn he's still, still with, he's yeah, still he's with AEW, Hunt. too, with his son? Yeah, he's jacked out of his mind. He just fought Jeff Jarrett, I actually. I saw him. Jeff Jarrett was jacked out, too. Nice. They're on um, that. I would have been like that. these guys when I grow up. They're on that Donald Cerrone Liver King don't uh, diet right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you guys see that about Donald Cerrone? I yeah. love that. I love Donald Cerrone. And I, I love Listen. how he's he. Somebody like made a comment about a picture of his, and he's like, "Oh, it's easy to get that big when you're on that secret sauce." And and Donald Cerrone comments right under. He goes, "It ain't no secret." <laughs> <laughs> and then he came out and he talked about it. He goes, I walked around my whole life 170 pounds. Now I'm done fighting. I'm outside the USADA pool and I'm on that good shit. And I'm walking around 220. Just Ooh. huge. Yeah, bro. Listen, have fun. Fuck, why not? <laughs> have fun, Dr. man. Dr. Bo, Bo Hightower. My boy. That's Tell my us boy. about Dr. Bo. I don't know much about him. Dr. Bo is like a celebrity chiropractor. He does, uh, if you subscribe to his channel on oh, YouTube, he's got over a million subscribers. He's the dude he does that does all like the, the loud pops. And he's got the hammer with the chisel. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he does all the UFC fighters, a lot of the wrestlers. He's really, and uh, his office is at Jackson Wink in New, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. No, so that's no. how he got, yeah, he got started out there. Um, you know, he, he, he was struggling for a long time and then he, he got this uh, office at Jackson Wink and everything changed for him. He started recording uh, videos, putting them on YouTube with the UFC fighters. And of course it blew up and yeah. the rest is history. He's making shit ton of money. Did doing he live this, near you at this one channel. point? No, Dr. Bo does a lot of work down here in Miami. 
Okay. So, uh, you know, like we'll, we'll get together time to time. He'll call me up. Like I just spoke to him the other day and I, I usually like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hook him up with some guests to get on his show and stuff like that. So like I did a show with Shannon Briggs and I hooked him and Dr. Bo up. We went to Shannon's house. We did the whole episode there. We that went must to be the- what I saw. And you, okay. You guys were all together and you were in a house and yeah, I, yeah. That was Shannon's oh, house. Yeah. Okay. That was Shannon's house. And then uh, I did one with Yuli and stuff this, like that. There he this, is. That's my guy. This guy right here. I saw the Yuli one. That's the one I saw. Okay. Now you reminded yep. me. I, I do remember that now. Yeah. Yep. Dr. Bo's a great guy, man. Great, great dude. A lot of fun to be around. Shannon, yeah. forget it. The best. I love Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon is Shannon's my long lost black brother. Yeah. Like I think me and him are related at some point somewhere down the road because me and Shannon just we vibe so good, man. We crack up, we crack jokes all the time. Shannon, I remember the first time I went to Shannon Briggs's house. So what was funny was that I, I, I show up, Dr. Bo's with me, and we're walking in his house. He's got a big, beautiful house down uh, down in Miami, and everything's white. You know, the floor, everything, floor to ceiling, white, beautiful, clean as hell, spotless. So as I walk in, big old Shannon Briggs, 6'4", fucking... 250 pounds or more. God knows what he is now. He's fucking huge. And he's like, hey, hey, champ, do me a favor. Take your shoes off because my wife will go nuts if you walk around the house with your shoes on. So, <laughs> as big as he is. So we always joke about that. So yeah. We joked about it on the episode we did because him and Dr. Bo went against each other. And as a matter of fact, I believe that's episode three. That was the most competitive episodes for season one so far that we've had. Because those guys were neck and neck, man. They were answering. They, they were just bang. They got everything right, one after the other. After the other. I was like, damn. I was like, okay. Some people like, really repress, impress you on that. Like you, you ask these questions thinking like, oh, he's gonna stump some people, and then they get on there, they start fucking hitting well, the answers. You're like, what the fuck? Well, you know, that's the funny thing about the show. You know, we'll ask, we'll throw some hard, real hard ones in there just to see. And then we'll throw some like dummy ones in there because, you know, like you, you watch some of these shows, like, you know, they go around New York City asking like r- ridiculously stupid questions and people cannot answer them correctly. So yeah. we want to throw those in just to see, you know, but um, there was some pretty difficult ones. Like, I mean, like I tell people, I may host the show, me and Catalina host it. By the way, Catalina is a phenomenal co-host, by the way. Super talented, beautiful, of course, funny as hell, witty, intelligent. I mean, I, I couldn't have picked a better co-host to do this with you know and uh we were just cracking up because you know it's just funny to see you know briggs just boom one after the other at the other it's like damn shannon all right okay okay (laughs) so do you um do you act like like you knew all the answers before the questions were asked like when you guys were putting together the show are you that are you that alex trebek type that act like you knew all the answers fucking from day one and everybody's nah, the answers. Nah, I don't fuck with people like that. As a matter of fact, I actually, <laughs> on one of the episodes, I was like, just so you guys know, we, just because we host the show doesn't mean we know shit. You know what I mean? Like we're going on Google, you know, we're trying to get some fun questions and stuff like that. But That's I tell you, a, one interesting round that we do have, it's called um, Your History. Not as in you are, but your and it's based on their industry. So if you're a pro boxer or a fighter or, you know, an influencer, whatever, whatever your industry is, we're going to ask you questions based on your industry. We want to see if you're an expert in your own Ooh. field. So nice. putting people on the spot and it's, it's pretty funny. Some, some of these answers that we were getting from them. So um, every contestant 
has a, we call a standing eight count. So again, everything is as combat related as we can make it. So the bell rings when the round starts, Love it. you know, the, the intense music hits and they have eight seconds to answer each question. That's their standing eight. And it, it makes it fun and exciting and, and fast paced, you know, can and, you, uh, can you uh, tell us, did most people know a lot about their own industry or were they, were they taken? Uh, you know, some off- shocked me. <laughs> some shocked me. Some shocked me. I was like, come on. Like we did, uh, we did an episode with, uh, for anybody that's a wrestling fan, Eddie Kingston, he's a big, uh, on the indie scene, but now he's with AEW. He's got a big following fellow New York. Uh, there he is. Um, if you haven't seen this guy, just go, uh, you know, YouTube him, his promos are unreal. They're unreal. Like he fucking went head to head with Chris Jericho and you know, Jericho's a legend. And Eddie Kingston just dude goes. Anybody want to know about like him before being an AEW? I saw. I, I watched that whole. Um, I think it was the Vice Channel did the Dark Side of Wrestling, and it was like mm-hmm. all these like mini document document uh, documentaries about like crazy shit, like the Chris uh, Benoit thing, and yeah. there was an episode yeah. on underground death matches. And Eddie Kingston used to be in them things. And these are like the most violent, realist fucking things. You like a dude gets stabbed in the fucking like side of the no, under the armpit with a with a um with a broken light bulb. Boom, and the dude starts leaking. He almost fucking died. They had to like it Eddie Kingston was in that shit. And now he's right. like a legit pro, like he's doing like making money pro wrestling. Real, I'm, real I'm pretty stuff, sure yeah. those deathmatch guys were not making a fucking money. They was in backyards and nah. stuff. Nah, <laughs> nah, those guys ain't making shit, bro. They're not making a dime. But Eddie Kingston is like a legend on the indie scene. He's like 20 years doing it. And now he finally got up there. But it's great because the true wrestling fans, when they see a guy like him come up, it's, it's tremendous, you know, like a CM Punk type, you know, indie scene. And now he made it you know, to the big scene. He wasn't like a factory built wrestler, you know, he just doing yeah. his own thing. The guy was, he don't, uh, he don't look like the prototype wrestler. Nah, he's not. He's a regular guy, bro. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, no, no offense to Eddie, but I'm in better shape than Eddie, you know, and I'm not yeah. a professional wrestler or anything like that. But, uh, Eddie, Eddie was quite funny because, uh, we did the history round. He blew it. And I was like, Eddie, I was like, cause you gotta understand the oh, way for, we have the oh, show, for everything. <laughs> And the way we have the show set up is that me and Catalina, although we co-host together, we're against each other. So I have one contestant on my team. She's got one on her team. And then at the end of the season, whoever's got the, 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 you know, whoever was the loser out of the two of us, we got to, it's going to be me, of course, because I'm fucking getting my ass whooped right now. And, uh, (laughs) and my, whoever's on my team is not doing good. I'm like, guys, what the fuck's going on here? Like I was, I was actually riding Eddie Kingston a little bit because I'm like, bro, like I have to do something embarrassing. That's the bet. Like, you know, we have a we have a bet. Like whoever loses season one has to do something embarrassing. And I don't know what that is yet, but I have to do something embarrassing at some point. So nice. We'll see. Eddie dragged you. Now the next guy on this Looking list, Eddie. We, saw, we saw him. He's a former pro wrestler, but he was an MMA fighter before pro wrestling, and then he went into bare knuckle this year. Gentleman Jack Claffy. He uh, he. That's my uh, guy. He impressed down in Orlando at BKFC, I want to say 25, back at the Kareem mm-hmm. Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the dude showed that he can stand and bang with those bare hands. I was very impressed by him. Took a little damage, won the fight. Uh, 
tell tell us a little bit about him. Uh, Jack's a great guy, man. Uh, actually, I met Jack at uh, at the Hard Rock the first time, and he just showed up. I think it was at Knuckle Mania too. Yes. And uh, we did the we did the interview. Lambert, inter- yep. you know, interfered. Yeah. That was a lot of fun setting that interview up. Um, and I stayed, you know, in touch with Jack, and I told him about the show that we're doing. Actually, he was so excited about it, and we did uh, episode one. So him and Chris Algieri go head to head on that episode. The first episode, and that's that's going to be our premiere episode on uh, okay. Sunday. Nice. And uh, Jack was great. Jackson, you know, Jack. I don't know if you know this, but he lives on a on a, a houseboat. So he's out in the UK on a houseboat, and he's uh, like, that's where he's, he's, he's like a pirate. <laughs> Yeah, Captain Jack. So Captain that's Jack. where that's where he did his episode. Jack's great, man. A lot of fun, funny dude. Uh, we had some funny moments on on that episode. And uh, actually, well, I can't tell you who wins and loses on that one. I got to yeah, don't do that. Keep the suspense. We got to keep the suspense. But it was actually it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, Jack Jack's a good dude, man. He actually his it was funny too. He had his wife fact checking in the background too while he was playing the game. So it's kind of funny too. It's the first time doing this show. So I don't know how people are going to take to it, you know, but the great thing about it was after we, you know, me and Catalina would explain to the people that we're talking to about the show, they were super excited about it. They're like, wow, that's different. Wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. You know? Yeah. I, I want to compete and I get to go against somebody else. Like, hell yeah, sign me up. So, and then when the show starts and, and you can actually see the, the demeanor change on the guests because, you know, once, once that, no, uh, that question pops up, they're like, eager. Right, come on, like you'll see some people be like, come on, pull the next one up. Let's go. Let's go. Like they, they get amped up. So it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty funny to see like how these people get. But even after the show, we ask every single guest, you know, what it, you know, what'd you think? Honestly, loved it. Very different. Exciting. You know, I want to do it again. I want to come back on. I'm like, all right, cool. So I think we're I think we're definitely on to something, man. Well, a little it. little fun fact about the Orlando fight car that Claffy was on is right. when we actually met oh, Jake yeah. and Catalina, you were with them, and you had like a really funny uh, sketch that you did with them, which if yeah. people want to see it, go to Joe's social media and check it out because it was fun. I had no idea you even were putting that together at the time because you introduced us to them um did yes. you know them long before that you know before yeah I, that night, I, uh, or is that the first time you hung out with them you know well i met uh let's see being we connected actually i was hosting the mma uncensored podcast a while ago yeah and i was doing that for about a year and i had uh catalina on i had jake on as well on different occasions and we had some really you know great uh we had a great time on the podcast and we ended up just staying in touch and uh, yep, Jake was on uh, as well. Jake and Ariel Helwani go head to head on one of the episodes. I think it's like episode four. So basically, uh, you know, we stayed in touch and, you know, Catalina hit me up and she was like, wow, you know, I really like, you know, your interviews and the content you've been putting out. I've been thinking about getting into, you know, doing stuff like that. So I said, hey, look, BKFC is doing an event in Orlando. If you and Jake aren't busy and want to come through, I'll take you under my wing, you know, kind of like what I did with Kendra Lust at Knuckle Mania one. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Kendra was the same situation. You know, I did it. I did a podcast with her. We stayed in touch and she was like, I would love to, you know, start doing these interviews too. And it was the same thing. I was like, just come with great collaboration opportunity. Uh, I'm helping somebody out that's interested in doing it, which I like to do anyway. 
And, it, 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 you know, at the end of the day, it's fun. You know, it's a good time. And so you, you, you took that bump like a champ. I took the bump like a champ, bro. Well, actually, you know what? Catalina is crazy because Catalina was like, she goes, Jake, because we, we're like, right, let's let's have some fun. So the 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 mood was the we did this whole little skit where I want I was like a fanboy and I wanted to be in the Jericho crew. You know, I wanted to be with the Jericho Appreciation crew. The inner circle there. And the inner circle. And Jake brought the best with him. We had it all set up and you know, I'm I'm like getting him coffee and I'm like, yo, I got your tickets for the event tonight, front row. And, uh, you know, here's, you know, here's my hotel. You know, I'm like, you guys got a room? No, we don't have a room. And then they take my room and they slam the door on my face and leave me hanging, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like all that now at the end of the night, I'm like, I'm interviewing Jake and I'm like, all right, Jake, I got you here. I got you on the spot. You know, what's the story? I did this for you. I did that for you. I did this for you. You know, am I, am I in the crew or what? And then he just decks me. And knocks me out cold. So <laughs> the great. So the, I'll give you guys the inside scoop of that. So first of all, I had guys like Bobo O'Bannon, Joe Elmore, and a bunch of other people hit me up in the DMs, and they were like, "Yo, that motherfucker hit you. Where's he at? We're gonna fuck him up. We're gonna kick his ass. What's his address? Like seriously, fucking uh, Elmore and Bobo were like, they, they were like, them two were like collaborating with each other, and they were like, "Yo, we gotta fuck this guy up." And I was like, bro, <laughs> this was this was a joke. This was yeah. all for fun. That's what you, you know call what I mean? a mark. I baby. Had to, listen, I had to tell them because I'm like, these guys are crazy enough to actually track them down. So I'm like, guys, <laughs> listen, this was just for fun. But it looked real. <laughs> and that would be great. It sounded but good. But Catalina, Catalina is crazy because Catalina's like, because we're trying to think, what are we gonna do? What's gonna be the spot? And Catalina's like, I got a great idea, Jake. Why don't you power bomb Joe in the bare knuckle ring? I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, yeah, right. old, Jake's like six five. That's a yes, long drop. And they ain't no give in those fucking rings. I'm like, hell no. no. I say, just punch me. And uh, and uh so that's what that's what he did. But Jake gave me a legit I told him I said, you know, do it. You know, I'll sell it. Yeah. And let me tell you, I mean, Dude. although it was a check punch and it was, you know, I, I felt that for a few days. That was a stinger. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's like I was just saying, it sounded good. There's a good pop to it, a good slapping noise. So it, you could it, you could hear that. I just watched it today again because I was showing somebody <laughs> at work uh, yeah. who you were showing uh, them your your videos with the uh, with Nunzio and, and the gang, you know. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's I, an Italiano. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going through all your videos and stuff and I happened to go, come across uh jake hager and i was talking about yeah. and i was watching some of his videos and you mentioned how big he is man he's got a video where he comes into a hotel room first of all he looks like he's gonna hit his fuck his head's gonna fucking scrape against the ceiling <laughs> yeah, in a hotel room right <laughs> and like he's changing his shirt he's like in the mirror and he like changes his shirt and then he's like pointing at the camera and then in the next scene Catalina's is with him she looks like she's a little kid next to him like it looks like a grown-ass <laughs> adult and like a little kid like she is so tiny next he's just a gigantic yeah. man even in big wwe guy. or in AEW, yeah. he looks like a big guy against oh, yeah. the other yeah dudes. he's a big guy yeah he's, he's solid huge. six five six six big big yeah. guy just punch we got a picture the, uh, we got no a picture deal. on our instagram on our show's instagram page of me and mike standing with him you probably took the picture to be mm. honest with you joe yeah probably uh, did but mike i had about I, 17 jack and cokes that night, yeah, yeah mike and i are about up to his like 
right about here on his shoulders and yeah. he's like this with us he's a fucking yeah. massive dude and yeah, you said yeah. you I'm mentioned long children he pushed us away yeah, and said, yeah, yeah, long yeah. children no he actually <laughs> uh we we asked him if he wanted to come on our show one day and he said he would yeah when he has time and obviously that AEW is blowing up like oh yeah you know, like equivalent to wwe nowadays so yeah I can't imagine like pro wrestlers. They're they're on the road all fucking year long, and they're working all year long. So I don't know how oh, yeah. those guys do it, man. And you mentioned that he's on your show against somebody that like we strive to be in the industry. Oh yeah, like right. the Godfather of combat yeah. sports podcast. This, yeah. this guy right here, Ariel. Yeah, Ariel. Rose. Ariel. Yeah, we the had a good one. Nose, Hawani, man. The how the hell did you get him on the show? Like you That's guys, the nose. That's the nose nose. Me and Ariel have a heated rivalry for many, many. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, uh, Ariel, Ariel's, a, Ariel's a cool dude. We had a, we had a good time. Uh, that was a, actually Catalina. That's credit to Catalina. Catalina is a very hard worker. She's a go getter. She's just like me, man. That's why me and her get along so well. We work well together is because she's constantly networking and trying to get guests on just like me. And uh, she actually knows Ariel. And that's how we got Ariel on. So credit to Catalina for that. That was my first awesome. time interacting with Ariel. But, you know, we go an hour straight. We're on, you know, I think episode four. And it's just nonstop jabs back and forth. You know, even me and Ariel were going back and forth. And then, you know, Jake and Ariel are going back and forth. Catalina's in the mix. And it was cool. It was like your friends getting together and just hanging out and playing the game and talking shit. I'll so it was that was, dude was, has been that guy has been owning motherfuckers on on his show lately like yeah, people yeah, been, people been shooting yeah. at him constantly and he just comes through live on his show with receipts why and, not like te text messages and voicemails and he's like he took out Patty Pimblett. He took out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I Dennis. saw what happened with that. Yeah. He took out yeah. fucking uh, Brandon Sh Brandon Shop. Like he's just been yeah. like. Yeah, but why not? I mean, you know, look. If people are gonna <laughs> start talking shit about you, you got to defend yourself. Yeah, you can't yeah, have just to. sit there. You know, I've had people say things about me, and I'm just like, well, fucking fuck you. You know, like I, you, you know, it's like anything in life, bro. All right, if you you have a social media platform, you're doing interviews or. You know, you could be working at fucking Burger King. It doesn't matter if somebody's going to try you and you're going to take it. Well, then you're a bitch. You got to yeah, defend right. yourself, you know, yeah. unless you're yeah. wrong, unless you did something stupid, then you got to take it. But, yeah, you, you know, yeah. I, I fuck it. Who cares? All right. All right. He's working with fighters. They could definitely kick his ass. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But at least he's still standing up for himself. What the you fuck? know what it is? I mean, why would <laughs> what blows my mind with all of his beefs, all of his beefs, everyone that goes at him is proven wrong with text message threads voicemails and none of these yeah, guys think, none of these guys yeah. think that he has all the receipts and all the proof to just like demolish and he does it every single time and i'm like one of these guys is going to stop shooting at ariel because he, he's he's the goat for a reason and that's who we yeah he's the goat be. that's you know, how i introduced him on episode four is the goat you know actually it was funny too because we're doing this episode and uh you know i was like ariel had this all planned out i know he did but he um he ended up getting a couple of questions wrong and he was right away this is the montreal screw job he was already going that route you know <laughs> yeah i was like i knew yep. you were gonna go that route i was like I, I knew you were gonna use that that uh montreal screw job shit well but that, that was a that was that was a lot of fun he was very funny 
he did he did a promo like to start the show on Jake, and it was fucking hilarious. Oh, I can't, I can't <laughs> I'm like, damn, Ariel. Yeah, it was it was good. He cut a fucking promo right out the gate on that episode. It was funny as hell. Well, I can't wait. We have a couple of clips. Uh, let's play one of them right now, and yep. uh, then when we come back, we'll talk about it, and then we'll we'll talk about the other uh, few guests that we haven't uh, spoken of yet. All right, okay. here we go. Let's do it. Game. You guys reached out to me, you asked me to come on, and you offered me an opportunity to be on this great program, and I think it's a fantastic opportunity, and it's a great idea, and I'm very excited about it. B, it's so detailed that it looks like it has to be B. Like, who would make up a, who would make up that much details, and then it's not even true? <laughs> Sorry. How many knockouts did Joe Lewis have in his pro career? A, 49. B, 52. C, 50. This European explorer was known for leading the first official expedition to Florida. A. Ponce de Leon, B. Pedro Cabral, or C. Benicio del Toro. Dude. Tell me one of those guys, <laughs> Benicio del Toro. Hilarious, right? <laughs> so that, and we're, and were you, yo, yo, did, did, did I see a mustache, up. Joe? Yes, did I did. see a mustache in the uh, November, bro? A couple days, November, bro. Just the stash, just the uh, stash. Distinguished gentleman over there. Oh yes, very much so. Look like a fucking pedophile slash Super Mario, bro. <laughs> Had to get rid of that. Three, three days later was enough. I'm like, I can't, I can't walk around like this. It's not possible. <laughs> Listen, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, uh, Catalina comes up with the so like the way the way how we work it is like so if we we have our guests of so like our cat, right, who do you want on your team? So like I'll take this one. I was like I'll take that one. So then we we find uh, questions that we're gonna ask. So I produce, you know, I'll, I'll do the production side of it. So I get all the questions and answers and I put them all up. Like you guys know, you know the deal. So um, she'll come up with like this one random, like a Benicio del Toro. And she's got an obsession with Medea's house. So there's some, she, there's always a Medea <laughs> in there. There's a Medea somewhere sprinkled in this fucking, every episode there's a Medea. And I got to tell you. <laughs> Some people are kind of like thinking about it, you know, like Medea. I don't know, maybe maybe it could be a Medea right there. Yo, it's funny shit. So yeah, I want we're we're trying to see if we can get somebody on a stupid answer that will actually bite the bait and take it, dude. So let me tell you a Medea story real quick before we keep going. <laughs> I was deployed two thousand three four, right, and we're living in tents. We're it's tent city over over overseas, and uh, and we we all had laptops but we had a, a fucking tv with a dvd player in our tent and we would take turns picking dvds to watch right so like everybody it's like eight guys in a tent seven of us pick something new like every fucking time like we pick something we pick you know good fellas we pick whatever hmm. this dude 
the best guy in the history of the world. His name is Alan Jenkins. This light skinned black dude, fucking the fun. He, his voice was like this. He talked like this. He'd be like, Oh, all right. Oh, all right. You go, Oh, it's my turn. Oh, hey, Mitch. Turn. Oh, dude. No fucking word of a lie. This dude picked Medea's. Oh, it was a Medea live play. It was, it was before they started making Medea movies. Oh. It was a live play a live filmed. Play. It was like a Broadway Medea DVD that this motherfucker would play every goddamn time. And when we would give him shit, we'd be like, Jenkins, pick something else. Enough with the fucking Medea. He'd go, oh, okay, we watching Drumline. That was the other one, dude. With Nick Cannon. I'm like, oh, my God. I wanted to fucking hit him so bad. It was like, I mean, that, I that movie sucks. Yeah, dude, dude, like the, I'd uh, rather go to sleep in silence or, or fucking hear bullets whizzing by my head than watch that shit. Yeah, it, that's that, every time I hear the word Medea, I think Al Jenkins. Man, that motherfucker. Shout out to Al. He's, he's a character people. way beyond what this up? story. I'll tell you. Um, I bet. Sounds like he needs his own show. He's one of the the funniest uh, people. Oh, I won't. I won't say the word because I don't want to get us canceled. I would say it because what I don't give a fuck. But I'm not gonna do it. He would not curse. He would not swear. He would not say anything bad. But he would constantly use the word that rhymes with maggot and starts with an F. Constantly. We're I like, mean, I dude. would say it, but I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, in real life, I would say it. But Me too. The podcast, <laughs> he, he says it all. He would say it all the time. Yo, that guy, so I didn't know for as long as Kyle did, but he was a he was yeah. a real character. Like he he's so somebody funny. like yeah. you couldn't even get mad at him. It was just so funny. But oh, yeah. but let's absolutely. get back to the show. Yeah, absolutely let's hilarious. Medea. The now these last two guys are top notch, yeah. high level MMA fighters. One from the UFC, one from the Bellator. Oh yeah, um, dude. Yeah. This guy, oh, the, Maverick, the, the Maverick, the the Maverick himself, man. Michael Chesa. Yeah, yeah. You snap. You got him on the show. How did Michael Chiesa do on the uh, fight game? He seems like a funny guy. Oh, Mike's. Oh, Mike was blazed out of his mind when we did this episode. Actually, <laughs> and, and, and not talking shit. Mike was pretty open about it. He was out in yeah. Colorado when we did this episode. That's where he's at. And uh, yeah, he was talking about it. You know, we're all. Have, I mean, we were all pretty lit that episode. Actually, I mean. I know. I think I was drinking tequila, some shit. Cat was. Cat's always got a drink in hand. He he was definitely blitzed. I think. I even think Archuleta was too in that episode. I think everybody was partying. That was like a party episode. Uh, that one that we did. And so it was uh, Archuleta and Kiesa going head to head on that one. That yo, Juan Archuleta. Shout out to that guy because he's such a cool dude, man. We we had a blast on that Juan episode. Archuleta. Is a cast member of one of the greatest TV shows ever made. You guys know that? Yes. Talk about Kingdom? Kingdom, baby. Oh, man. Fuck love that, that show. I love would, that show. I would I would do like anything to get a fourth season of that. Even right now. I even know. though even though it can't I couldn't believe it ended ago. and that was it. Yeah. I know. Uh it's yeah, amazing. Juan Archuleta was one of the head one of the main coaches for Alvi in the gym. At, uh, oh, Navy, I got Navy Street, and I got something to say right now, Mike Beltran. Yeah. Better get back to me, Mike, because <laughs> you're supposed to come on fight game, bro. What happened, Mikey Mike, Beltran? Let's go. The beard himself. Are you yep. uh, are you willing to throw down with Mike if he uh, if he wants to with you? 
Uh, if I had like 20 guys behind me, yeah, <laughs> helping me out. <laughs> guy's a beast. He's a beast. Mike is the man. I did a I did a podcast with Mike uh, during COVID. He was uh, quarantined. He was at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Uh, there was a Bellator event going on the next night. So Mike's in his fucking pent up. And me and Mike are texting. And, and Mike's like, bro, he's like, I'm down to just podcast all night with you, bro. He's like, I'm stuck in this room. I was like, all right, yo, let's talk about everything under the sun. And it was a blast. We talked about Kingdom and how he was on the show and that whole experience. And there's just a ton of stuff that we talked about. Mike is a great, great guy. But I hit up Mike and I was like, yo, Mike, because, you know, Mike's big time. Mike's on, you know, TV shows, man. He's on that other one, the Mayans, the, the motorcycle. The Mayans, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mayans, Inc. Dope I didn't show. know he was on there. Yeah. Or no, and, Mayans uh, MC, right? He... Mayans MC. That's what's yeah. Called. I think that's what, yeah, yeah. That's all that motorcycle gangs and stuff. And, uh, you know, Mike's like a, Mike's a superstar. You know, he, Mike's he's a, super... a former Marine too, right? Or something like that. Former Marine. Uh, he's a brown uh, belt in jujitsu. Tough dude. He's a uh, cop too, Obviously. Right? Yeah, he's a, he's a. He's a cop. Wow. He's a sheriff. Dude, all over the place, he, man. He, he, that guy is, and a great friggin' guy. But uh, I told him about fight game. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, you know, you want to come on? And then, like, we were talking about it. And then the last message I sent him, I just saw a scene, and he never responded. I'm like, uh-uh, motherfucker. You, you, ain't, you. <laughs> you ain't getting away that easy. I'm going to get you. So I, my, my game plan is I'm going to let season one ride. And then after season one, I'm coming back after Mike. So Mikey Beltran. Don't be on season two. On. You got to get uh, Mikey two. Beltran versus Big John McCarthy. Ooh, that would be a good one. Very yeah. good. See that? I like that. So I want to tell you guys something. So uh, we have an interesting thing uh, that we're doing with this show. It's called the final boss. So, yes. you know, when you play a video game, you got a final boss that you got to go up against, you know, King Koopa and Super Mario and all that shit. So we have every season we're going to have a final boss. That's going to be the championship round. And the final boss will pop up on screen, and they're going to ask the final question. They're the they're the boss for season. So for season one, we have AEW superstar Daddy Magic, who's a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, and he is absolutely hilarious. So he's our season one final boss. Nice. And every season we're going to have a new one. So we just don't know who's going to be. You never know who's going to be season two yet. But I'm going to give you guys a little something here on the mike and miss show yeah because you guys are my boys and i want to thank you very much for having me on but uh just a little little easter egg for you guys the big show will be coming what? on fight game nice that is awesome yes we got the big show coming oh, on he's, is he coming on like That's, the next uh, season or he's he making an appearance this i'm season? actually um so catalina's uh is working on that one um and we're looking to get, we're going to try to, so we're not done with season one yet. We actually, oh. so Adam, we're doing eight episodes per season for right now until maybe we'll make some changes. But for right now, eight episodes sounds pretty good. Um, we filmed six episodes so far. So we still have two episodes to film. Dude. Holidays came up, took a little hiatus, but it's fine because I've been doing all the editing for the, for this, uh, for this season. So um hopefully we'll get him on for season one that would be pretty cool yeah you gotta that zoom the camera great. way back for a, for a, <laughs> for a podcast yeah. like this that dude's gonna look like, gonna be like yeah <laughs> beast mode beast mode and That's now awesome, so man. we we have we have some other uh cool things that um that we're doing with this show a lot of social media stuff different stuff different things that we're doing um 
one of which is call outs. Call outs is going to be our particular bread and butter for the podcast. So uh, you're going to see guests calling out other people to come on the show too, in a very interesting way. It's oh, it's cool. really cool. It's really cool the way it's set up. As a matter of fact, I think when people see this, they're gonna they're gonna definitely bite off of this because it's too good. Nobody's doing it. It's too good. I think people good. are going to start stealing this little thing, and that's fine too. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fucking cool. I love the idea. I I love it. A lot, man, because I'm a trivia buff myself. I am. Oh, no, perfect. I, yeah. A lot trivia. of people know that I'm a fucking black hole of useless information, especially when it comes yeah. to like pop culture and obviously sports and movies and music. That That's like my bread and butter. School shit. Uh, I wouldn't do so well in that category. <laughs> Me either, bro. I slept in school. <laughs> um, we haven't even talked about like where where are people watching this show on January 1st is the premiere, everybody. Yes. January 1st. What time, where, tell us all that. Thank you very much. So tune in for video. It's going to be on YouTube. You can subscribe at Fight Game, F-I-T-E Game. It's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 1st will be the premiere. And it looks like every Sunday at 5 p.m. It will be released on YouTube to watch if you want to listen to it. Like I said earlier, if you're in your car on your way to work, if your wife is breaking your balls and you just want to you know, go for a walk and listen to something, you can tune in. Uh, if you're taking a shit, you know, and, you know, I get bored when I'm taking a shit. So I want to do things while I'm shitting. Um, you can listen. You could listen to it on Amazon. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio and all your favorite podcast platforms. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe. Do the right thing. Don't be a fucking stunard. <laughs> subscribe i mean it's fun it's fun it's Do not it. that serious it's not mike. that serious it's fun mike why why when they did this graphic um was joe was joe's chest not exposed underneath that sports coat I, the way catalina's I was i feel <laughs> a lot of <laughs> hair with, a lot of yeah, hair over there yeah, i still not... find myself staring at joe though i don't understand it's the natural attraction I think. all shaved the hair slicked yeah. back i mean wow I like I like barely noticed her over there i really like the blazer even you gotta have the blazer what bro. color you know, was it was... mike it was gray <laughs> <laughs> go back to because i don't know <laughs> yeah it was great you're right yeah see what a, the, what a nice blue the problem the like problem it. is i told you i was problem, looking at him the problem is it's the eyes bro once you make eye contact with yeah. me everything changes that's fucked up i know sucked my soul been out. dealing dealing with it my entire life uh, <laughs> it's a gift it's and a curse crazy. you gotta beat it's a gift off. and a curse it's a well, double-edged sword um, you'll you have know, to carry around a wooden spoon joe <laughs> yeah, well, my mother broke one off my my arm when, when I was about eight years old. <laughs> then she took the metal spoon out and started whooping me with that. Oh, I thought I, I thought I got off easy until that came. That I got oh, graduated to that. And that's when I was getting into trouble. Oh man, um, we got another clip of the show. We, we want to play that one real quick. We'll play okay. that. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up, and uh, and Sounds then good. we will. I want to ask you a couple questions before we get off the off here. Let the keyboard warrior versus the real fighter go head to head. I'm going to say 1942. Oh, my wife is telling me that's definitely wrong. <laughs> 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 We're going to find out. 
find out, okay? That guy's gonna get his shit in either way. So listen, you get your shit in, and if you push your shit, in, push your shit in. That's always good too. You know what I mean? I don't think only, that's good. Okay. only if you're on the giving side, it's good. But I literally was gonna shit my pants. It was on my brand new Corvette. I'm like, I'm not sh- like I'm on the highway. There's nothing there, and I gotta shit so bad. As I told her, I'm like, I'm sweating. I got the gut. Gu- I'm, I'm dying. Okay, we sparred. Every time I got in clothes, the, the body odor on this guy was horrible. I mean, it was like suffocating. I remember I, I would be in the clinch and I'd want to take my head out like this. And then I ended up getting hit because, and I was like, wow, this is really an advantage if somebody smells. Cause like. <laughs> now we got to tune in. I got to know who, who it is. I hope he names whoever the no, body odor person. Oh, good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I actually, I tried getting it out of, because the, the, the subject came up about body odor. I don't even remember how it came up, but I, I was like, yo, Brian, I was like, you know, out of all the guys you've wrestled, who stunk the worst, you know? And he, you know, the way he described it, in my opinion, he didn't name drop. He was like, but it's somebody that's very popular, has been around a long time. So I'm thinking Chris Jericho is who he was talking about. That's the, He said, there's a guy that is very popular. He still wrestles to this day. He's a legend. He's been around forever. He stinks. He's the worst. So in my mind, I'm thinking Chris Jericho, right? But but I don't know. He never mentioned who it was. But if I had a guess, I think I think he was talking about that. Horrible. Joe, are we going to see you at any events uh, anytime soon? We're gonna. Mike and I will be in Myrtle Beach. We'll be at Knucklemania three in uh, February. We're looking. Yes. We're we're looking at Virginia in um, in March. But are you still going to be covering the sport? You going to be going to any events? What are we doing? I would love to. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody knows I love BKFC. I love the bare knuckle. I've been, you know, following it almost since day one. You know, I, I, I the first one, I, the first event I covered was BKFC eight in Tampa at the Florida fairgrounds. That was Gonzaga and uh, Bigfoot. And that was phenomenal. I was hooked ever since, but um, I, I, it's just been, the schedule has been a little crazy. I, I'm, I got back into acting again. So I've, I've been going on auditions right. for, for tv and movies and stuff like that so my schedule is a little crazy but it's just like you know it's last minute almost you know if i if i know i'm able to make it i want to get out there i want to like the you know i want to be at these these events i love the bkfc and i, and I really enjoy going there and watching the fights and of course you know doing the interviews and, and helping helping the fighters promote their fights you know i know how hard these people work uh so you know i, I always want to help them as much as i can and and be a part of it. It's exciting. Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, still get this show up and and running. And uh, I'm about halfway done with the edits for season one, and then, uh, you know, with the acting and stuff too. Trying to trying to get that going again too. I got I got into the Screen Actors Guild in 2011. Uh, I did some pretty decent work with it, but you know, there's so much more work that I that I could do with it, and I kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit just because. Thing, you know, when I was in the guild, it was different because back then it was, uh, you got to go, you know, it's like, hey, you know, your agent will call you up. It's fucking 9 a.m. And they're like, hey, 1 p.m. You got to go down to South Beach and do an, you know, do an audition. And it's like, fuck, you know, now I'm like, it's a Tuesday. You know what I mean? So it's like, I got to figure out a way to get out of work or take a lunch break and fucking fly down to my... And, and, and try to, you know, prepare for an audition where you don't even get the sides till you get to the audition and then you got to kind of wing it, you know. Now everything has changed it may, because of, you know, the COVID era and technology has enhanced. 
Now you can literally do your auditions in your living room, video wow. record it and That's send it crazy. in. And then if they like you, they'll call you for a callback and then you'll go meet with them and do another, you know, another. Wow. so now the game has changed and it's like, Hey, I gotta, you know, I'm going to have to you know, do this. Cause now I could, I could, I could do that. And I got to put this say I called the use, you know what I'm saying? So I'm really trying to get that going. I, I, I want to make fight game, a studio show. That's something that we're working on as well to actually make it a live in-studio show where the guests yeah. will come in and we'll, it'll be more cleaned up and, you know, real true professionals will do the editing and stuff like that. So that's what we're working towards. And, and uh, you know, that, but yeah, I mean, I would love to, man, you know, the Knucklemania three already, Lorenzo Hunt versus Mike Richmond for the belt. I mean, that right there, I'm, I mean, I'm like all in with that. Like, I cannot wait to see that it. fight because that fight is going to be like, I don't even know which way it's going to go either, you know, because. And that that's a tough one. Like usually when Lorenzo fights, I'm like, Hunt's got this. Yeah. Because I'm very yeah. confident in Lorenzo Hunt. Like he's he's such a great fighter, tough guy. And you know, time and time again, he has proved how great he is. And then you got a guy like Mike Richmond. I mean, the guy's a beast. And I like you know what I like about Mike <laughs> Richmond too? Mike Richmond's like running strip clubs. He's walking yeah. around, he's all suited out, chilling, you know, living the life. And then, you know, now he's, you know, in training mode and doing his yeah. thing. He's a true professional. He's a tough guy, former Marine as well, yep. you know? So, you know, the guy, I got a lot of respect for him. And I think him and Lorenzo Hunt are going to put on a phenomenal, I mean, that's a great main event. Oh, yeah. They did a great job with that. Oh man. And, and, and Mike, Mike proved in his last fight, how resilient, how, how strong, how tough that fucking dude is. I obviously oh, yeah. know how skilled he is. We know how good he is with his hands, how, He's powerful. Pinpoint accurate he is when he throws his strikes and how strong he is when he hit when he lands them. Yeah. But in that Doolittle fight, he withstood a 159 fun fucking punch barrage in that second round, took a ton of damage, lived through it, recouped in the corner, mm -hmm. and, and knocked him out. You know, took got the knockout in the, yeah. in the third yeah, round. TKO, like yeah. he proved that it's gonna take a fucking whole lot to put him down. Because me and Mike were 20 feet from the ring that whole time. I could not believe Denver. what I, what I was and saying. And that place, nuts. Joe, that place was going ballistic. Ballistic. Wow. Insane. Oh, yeah. When do, when Doolittle had him up against the ropes and just would not stop throwing strikes at him. And, you know, Mike's doing his dips and he's taking shots and he's yeah. trying to return. And it, we were, we're like, any second now, he's going to drop. Any, any second yeah. now, the crowd or the ref is, going, is going to step in. I thought right? so, or the, too. I thought or, so. Or the ref is going to step in and be like, that's enough. The ref, I don't know. I, I don't even know who, if it was Andrew Glenn or if it was Big John. I mean, I um, it was Big Dan. Dan. It's Big was Dan. It Dan. You know, yeah. shout out Dan, to him for so. knowing the, uh, like, I always say that about the referees, man. I, I love it when the referees know the fighters that are in the ring and they know yes. what they're capable of. Exactly, because they do not want to be that referee that robs a guy when when you know damn well that dude had more in him, you know. Yeah, and he did it that night, unbelievable. So that main event's going to be unreal. Um, Amazing. I can tell you right now, uh, just like through the grapevine a little bit, I would expect to see Misfit. I would expect to see Big Ben Rothwell and Mike Perry. Mm -hmm. I would expect to see all three of those guys 100%. on that card. Absolutely. Along with uh, along with Dotson. Lorenzo and the Dotsons. I would imagine. Yeah. Okay, so since, since we're talking about, you know, Mike Perry, there, there is so I got a couple of things. So I know Mundell and Perry there's definitely been some little chit-chat, you know, middleweight title. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be a good one. But but we gotta respect Francesco Ricci as well. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. He he had a, he had a bad night. Everyone you know, does. had a bad night against Mundell, of course. But Ricky's a he's a warrior. He's a champ. You know, former champ, and he he has to. You know, I almost would like to see Ricky and and Perry first. Oh yeah. Before yeah. Perry and Mundell, and and two two reasons, right? A the bad blood because mm-hmm. there's some personal stuff there, and B. It, it, it's hard to, you know, Perry, and much respect to him because he's great. He's 2-0. But Ricky, you know, I mean, he went, what, 6-0, 5-0 before he got that loss? Yeah, yeah. I think he's 5-1. And he just, it? yeah, okay, and he just lost the belt. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see, because of the, the history already that's there, Mike Perry and Ricky, I would like to see have a fight first before anything. And um, I would love to see that. But yeah, oh yeah, me too. And and Misfit definitely, she's got to defend the belt. The question is who? Who? <laughs> right. That's the question. Like who? I almost, I mean, you know, out of respect for BKFC and the sport and how they're building it up and all the people that are working really hard to, you know, all the fighters that are working really hard to build up this uh, promotion and the sport, I would hate to see anybody jump the line from another organization, but. In this particular in that situation, situation yeah, in this situation, I think, and especially with Knuckle Mania being such a, a big event, um, I, I, I honestly would think that the move would be to try to bring somebody from UFC to fight Misfit for the title. Yeah. Because that division, and much respect to all the ladies in that division, they're killing it. They just haven't had enough fights yet to really prove who is like the clear cut number one contender in that division so i would like to but i want to see a mega fight and fuck yeah. it you know bring somebody in i mean hey yeah they could bring somebody in for a title fight that's not gonna take away from anybody else in the division that's still working their way up they're gonna get their shot you know what i mean so i would like to see something crazy like that and i think feldman could pull it off that guy's like i don't even think that guy sleeps <laughs> by the way yeah, you know what? And, and we so talked to Dave last night, and and David was great, and uh, we learned so much about his life last night. It was insane. His life's a movie for sure. Yeah, and right. I wanted to address something since you brought up Misfit. I wanted, and I, and we got some Misfit fans. I know we got the Misfit loyals in the in the comments right now, guys. When we put a guy on the spot in a speed round, and we ask him for his his Mount Rushmore, and he he rattles off who he said last night, right? Yeah. Did you see who he said? So he said Artem Lobov, no. Paige Van Zant, Lorenzo Hunt, and who was the fourth one? Was uh, like Joey Beltran or something like that? Either oh, way. Yeah, for Bare Knuckle. For BKFC. For, for BKFC. BKFC. Right. And now okay. people are pissed about this. People are pissed about it. Paige Van Zant, I don't see as that. As soon as he said it, I was like, Palomino. Oh. He said Palomino and Hunt. Okay. Now, Palomino, I, I know. Sure. That's yeah. my number one pick. Yeah. So and then Misfit would be my number two. Right. Um, but I would say Misfit and Palomino technically are my but guys, number one. He tie, obviously you know? he obviously wasn't thinking who are the best four fighters of all time. Right. He's thinking who have impacted the sport the most. And he's looking business. You know he, he's probably looking he business. He was. Right? And like I'm not like going oh, to bat okay. for him. Okay. So do you guys really in a fucking million years think that if you asked David Feldman, who's the better bare knuckle fighter, Paige Van Zant or Misfit? He's going to say Paige Van Zant. No fucking way. If you went no. up and said, "Hey, who's the better fucking bare knuckle fighter, Artem Lobov or Johnny Bedford?" 
he's going to say Johnny Bedford every fucking time. But the reason why Johnny he Bedford. was put on yeah, the spot, sure. he was put on the spot. He just got done telling us how he remortgaged everything he fucking owned because they were about dead in the dead in the water before Knucklemania won. He had to really put all his chips in. He basically had nothing to his name. The event went off. It was a humongous hit. Why was it a humongous hit? Because Paige Van Zandt was on the card. Oh, for sure. That was so, huge. That was huge. So Artem, Lobov, gotta, I, Artem Lobov versus Jason Knight was the one that that opened up most of the UFC MMA oh fans' God, eyes dude. that brought Still them the best over. fight I've ever seen in Ben Uncle. Right. That fight, they they both both of them looked like they had zippers for faces. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, and, and in the comments, I thought Mount Rushmore was for the goats. Well, Mount no, Rushmore look is at built the country. They built the country. Look right. at Dana White's Mount Rushmore. Chuck Liddell, uh, Ronda Rousey, Hoist Gracie, and Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, yes, goat. Hoist mm -hmm. Gracie, not goat. Hoist Mark. Gracie won a couple tournaments in a row a bunch of against mm -hmm. a bunch of fucking bouncers and fucking bartenders, okay? No shot on him. He was great. But when he came back and MMA had established himself, he got his fucking ass whipped, right? Yeah. Ronda Rousey, yes, was phenomenal for her run. But once she was found out, she was found out, and she, mm -hmm. she ran away from the sport. Ronda Rousey is on Dana White's mount rushmore because she built the women's division and oh, the women's 100%, division exists because of mount uh, hoist gracie is on it because he was there at one and two and three and he was the reason why it got popular there those guys aren't the goats you know what i mean hmm. like take a step back and fucking think about why he said yeah, it on it, the spot it's from a business perspective and i, and I understand that it's not my business. I knew right? he was going to so, get shit for that. I, I would listen. As soon as he said course, it, I, was I mean, like, uh oh. <laughs> well, look, I mean, and, and I re, and I respect all the fighters that get in there. They got a lot of guts and they work their ass off, and I respect every, all of them that get yeah. in there. Whether you are not good compared to everybody else or you're the best, you're still doing it, you know, and, right. and you're working your ass off to do that. And it takes a lot of guts and balls to get in there and do that because not everybody can. So, you know, first and foremost, but. I think from a perspective of a fan that watches and if you're watching from day one and you're watching all the fighters that have been competing and, you know, from, you know, BKFC one till now we're on the 35th event coming up or what have you, you know, you have to really look at it from the perspective of, well, who, who's been there since day one, who's right. been carrying this thing. And I get it, you know, yeah, you could bring a big name in that's established from another organization like the UFC. And yes, you could make money and get all the ticket sales, but who's your homegrown talent? You know what right. I'm saying? Who's the ones that have been there since day one? The OGs, the ones that have been riding with you, ride or die day one, you know? And, you know, my, you know when I say Ben Uncle, Mount Rushmore, we're going to do the top four for me, Palomino. Because yep. A, Palomino, and why I pick Palomino? I mean, quite simple. Guy's undefeated. He's fought very tough competition yeah a lot of the people he's fought have been undefeated uh and, and he's won all right he's not a knockout artist but if you watch his fights this guy is super technical he's tough he uh makes sure that he puts his opponents in very uncomfortable situations and he's a great fighter 
You know, at the end of the day, whether you love him or you hate him, and I know some people are like, ah, I could be, you know, fuck him and this and that, but no, not no, at all. He's on there for sure. He's 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 really a lot of fun to watch, and I enjoy Luis. You know, uh, Christine Faria. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of Christine. Fa- Christine <clears throat> Faria is my my first true like connection to to bare knuckle. You know, I watched the first time I watched BKFC. I had no idea Ben Uncle was legal yet. I watched BKFC six, low ball Malinaji. And of course I'm a Malinaji fan. I know Paulie and I've been a fan always. So when I knew he was fighting Ben Uncle, I was like, Ben Uncle's legal? I didn't even know this shit was really legalized this shit. And I'm like yeah. watching it. I was actually in Texas and I was watching. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I buy the pay-per-view, it was like twenty dollars on fight. So me and my buddy were watching it. I'm like, this is fucking nuts. And I'm like, I gotta start. I want to interview because I was doing a podcast, but I had nothing to do with Ben Uncle or anything like that. I'm going to start interview some of these fighters. I'm real curious about this. And I had Abby Velasquez on. He was my my, my first you know BKFC fighter that I had on. And then from there, you know, it 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 went where it went. But when I saw for when I saw for Rhea fight and Jim Ellers, those two, I was like, wow. I was like, holy shit. But I just. Something about Faria, I just automatically connected with, and I just loved her style and aggression. And, you know, I knew she was going in there. You know, I knew when I first saw Christine on TV, A, she definitely likes the same type of chicks I like. <laughs> and yeah. B, she's a tough chick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This girl could fight. Yeah. And I just, just by the way, when her, she so swings, she definitely, you're like, oh shit, you can just see it, you know? It's like when you watch Every Cyborg, technical. when you see Cyborg swing, you can see the power in those arms. Like, Cyborg <laughs> is probably the yeah. best comparison to her. And I actually had somebody like message me and be like, they should bring in Cyborg to fight Christine. And I'm like, my, but my message to them was, do you guys realize how big Cyborg is? She's and huge. How, and how She's small huge. Christine is? Like Christine right. looks huge. Like she looks jacked and huge compared to all these other 125ers but she's not big but she doesn't walk around more than like 135 to 140 cyborg walks around 175 and has a hard time cutting to 145 like yeah they and cyborg's like five foot eight five foot nine dude the girl's a fucking monster and christina and i i think i want to say christine's like five three she's got to be five, around five. that i don't know but it, when but we the, took a picture with her she oh, had her arms on. around her shoulders and she was like up and we were much taller like she was kind of lifting herself up and i'm okay. five eight, so talent wise and like stat like stature talent the way they throw their punches the power behind their punches mm-hmm. they are very very similar in 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 styles and skill and who they are but as far as like them two fighting each other, I would be in fear for Misfit only for because of the size difference. And I know that Misfit said that Cyborg is her idol. Like, I don't know if she'd ever even want to fight her idol. I don't know. She probably would. <laughs> well, they got to bring somebody in big. You know, they they got to bring some a big name think, for for Misfit. Let's get the other that, two here. What Sir, oh. the, Serrano, the Serrano sisters, or who are you talking about? No, I'm oh, saying the, the next two, two Mount uh, Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, yeah. It would, it oh. would Lorenzo Hunt. Yeah. You know, and but I yep. still want to see Hunt and Trujillo fight. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yep. feel like that fight. It would be different now, I think. I think it would be different. Um, But this guy, Trujillo, and I want to see him fight more because that guy has 
like atom bombs in his fucking mm-hmm. hands. He does. That guy is he special. Does. He's got special fucking power. You know, he clipped Lorenzo and put Lorenzo down. Uh, Lorenzo's a tough fucking guy. He got right up. But when Lorenzo got up, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Lorenzo, but from the way it looked to me is that he definitely wasn't 100% when he got up. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how that fight would have ended. I don't think it would have ended, you know, I don't think it would have ended any different. But, I, you know, again, I don't want to put myself in, in his shoes. But I want to see Trujillo fight more. I just yeah. feel like Lorenzo's got that superstar quality. Oh, and yeah. I told Kevin Smith this at BKFC 14. I was talking to Kevin Smith, and I was like, you know, I, I really see Lorenzo Hunt being the face of this BKFC. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, bro. He's got that star power quality about oh, yeah. him. He's a t- tough, very good fighter. He's got the knockout power. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy is going to be like one of your top guys. And I don't, I, he I, takes I see over it room and I was he walks uh, into it. Like if he's yeah, around we, yeah. and he walks in, he's got this aura he takes. We were talking yeah, about this yeah, on a show. Yeah, 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 he yeah. just, he's there and he, he, yep. he demands respect and he just gets, he, he it's, he just he's has so big too. He's like he's so big. Yeah. He's yep. like the fact that he stays between the 185 and 205 weight class blows my mind because i'm too that's pretty amazing yeah. and he seems just so much bigger than me like he just like he is the size of a fucking doorway you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he's yeah. humongous yeah and like yeah. mike just said when we like when we were out in denver dude there was justin gaethje in the room there was ben rothwell in the room there was rose namayunas yeah. there was mm-hmm. kamara usman's brother was there yeah. um there was Big, big, big stars in the room. Lorenzo Hunt comes walking in with a belt across his chest and belt around his waist. And, like, people are all like, Lorenzo, champ, champ. Like, they're coming over. They're taking pictures with him. He's fucking. You know who Lorenzo Hunt is, right? Lorenzo Hunt is fucking (laughs) Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Oh, yeah. He's He's fucking Clubber Lang, bro. Yes. Lorenzo Hunt, he knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, he does. Trust me on that. He knows what he's doing. And Lorenzo's fucking great guy and, and yeah. I, you know every time i bullshit with him out even outside interviews you know just shooting the shit he's a, he's a very cool dude yeah but he's very confident in who he is and he takes what he does very seriously but he's a respectful guy uh aside from what other fighters may think of him and yeah. i get it you're all in the same arena you know there's always that tension but from my experience with lorenzo i've always uh enjoyed being around lorenzo talking to him and he's that guy. So I, he's definitely my my three. So my four, that's a good one because now it gets sticky because now it's like, damn, you got one left and there's so many yeah. other good ones to pick, you know? Who do you go with? And you yeah. got, you know, you got, yeah. and I'm, I'm going off the cuff right now because I don't know. Um, but, you know, obviously we, we could go with the champs or we could go with OGs and people that have been there. That's a tough one, man. I would, you know, Give the circumstances because of injuries. I would really want to say Johnny Bedford. Bedford, you know, and it sucks yeah. with Bedford because I know he was doing a lot of back injuries. The guy was getting hurt a lot and he couldn't perform as much as I know he would want to. Yeah. And Johnny's a, a very cool dude and a very great guy. And I like Johnny a lot. And I've always enjoyed talking to Johnny. Um, but it's hard to to get him on that fourth spot because of the injuries and the, the you know, low activity. Yeah. Um, and 
And then if we look at heavyweights, I mean, Beltran, I love Beltran because uh, that guy's Arnold. tough as fucking nails. Arnold Adams is, you know, is another another one. I want to see him fight more, too. You know, I want to see him Reggie. fight more. I think he – I know. And that – all right. So the thing with Reggie, and you already know what I'm going to say, is the Bedford fights, right? Right. Yep. 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 Those are the things, you know, those are the things. And, it, and and I love Reggie. And I think Reggie's a great fighter. Fantastic. And, uh, and he's, and he's, I, I, Reggie's one of those guys that keeps getting better. Every time he fights, he keeps getting better and better and better. But there's always that Johnny Bedford shit, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where and now, and now, he had the two fights. And now we won't see them fight again. No. Unfortunate, right? Unfortunate right. little yeah. cloud that will always be there. Um, that's tough. Uh, man, that's a tough one. I may have to come back to you guys. On Dude, that there's, another one, there's another one that you <laughs> Cause it's prob- such a good, now this is like a whole new podcast now. You know that, right? Right. Hey, yeah, you know, are, you know, who's off. another one that could make this list, but she, she has three losses on her, her, uh, record, but she has done, she's right behind misfit and she might have, she might have done more for the sport than a lot Britain. of the guys. Britain, Britain, six oh, and three, sure. nine fights. She's only yeah. lost to Misfit twice, and she avenged the one loss against Beck. She's yeah, the first man. champion at 115 pounds. Definitely, there could be two women and two guys on that Mount Rushmore. I yeah, don't see I why mean, not. It's so I mean, hard. It's so hard. Britain, Britain is super. So what I like about Britain Hart is that a super tough. B, the girl constantly improves. Mm-hmm. She, like you know, if you watch her first fight, you know when she fought Beck up until now. It's a totally different fighter. Oh, yeah. This oh, yeah. girl has evolved so quickly. She got tough. If you watch the first fight with her and Misfit, I know that thing got stopped, but you could tell yeah. how Misfit was in control. That yeah. next fight Misfit had, she had a lot, she had problems. It was a close fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah a we close all watched fight. that. Yeah. That was I think we were all standing it. together fucking watching that fight. Yeah, yeah. we were. And, and it was an exciting fight to watch. And, uh, Britain is, I like to call Britain is like the, you feed the UFC fighters, the Britain. When they when they get to BKFC and she's like yeah. the UFC killer, she yeah. fucking beat Paige, yeah. she beat Pearl. uh Pearl, you know, and I know that was she like just a beat back. Con- that was a controversial win because of the yeah. you know the stats and all that, but yeah. she won the fight, uh, and then Beck, you know, so Britain's great man, and I always like watching uh, watching her fight too. So yeah, it's definitely somebody to consider too. Ah uh, man. That's tough. And then Ricky too, you know, Ricky, he's fought some, some good competition, tough guy. Um, (laughs) It's a toughie. It is a toughie. It's a toughie. It's such a, it's such a sport is right now too. It's tough because it's so young Young, and there's a, there's a nice list of fighters who are champions or have like nine, 10 fights. They're right there and they've made a hell of a lot of a difference in the sport so it's hard to just choose that one last one i mean it's i think it's your first really... three are no-brainers i think palomino yeah. Miss oh, definitely and, and lorenzo they have cemented themselves on that mount rushmore it's that fourth one this it's so hard to evaluate those, those well let's go candidates. let's go real quick through the divisions let's go real through it we'll, we'll start with the we already talked about the women i i mean the standout women obviously of britain those Hart and christine faria we, we know those are the standout. The others, respect to them. The, the, but let's build it up more. Let's get these girls some more fights. And let's really see, you know, what they could do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, talking to women fight, I actually, uh, two nights ago, I was in Fort Lauderdale and ran into Jade Mason Wong at the fucking oh, nice. down, downtown Fort Lauderdale. I was actually, I was out with some friends. And then uh, I'm walking 
back to my car and I see Jade hanging out and uh, oh, we gross. were bullshit for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Mike says, oh, gross. Yucky. <laughs> my God. That girl is like, every time I see her, she gets prettier. Um, but I'd say if we go through the divisions, you know, the men's bantamweight, I mean, you know, that I would love to see fight more and hopefully yeah. he fights again. Um, but bantamweight, I mean, I think we've pretty much mentioned everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kid Gotti, I want to see him fight again. You know, I want to see him definitely get in there again. Uh, um, we heard that Gotti's making a move to 125. Kid Gotti. He's dropping. Who's he going to fight down there? Fucking, I don't know, but yeah, you know, uh, if he, Marciano if he can, Hernandez, maybe if he can comfortably make one twenty-five, I think he's gonna have a good time down there. And I think that, oh, like, hundred percent, I think eventually, like him and um, him and John Dotson, maybe would be a cool fight, something. Like oh, that. that'd be a cool fight. Yeah, man, that yeah. would be fun to watch. I would like that. Yeah, I want to see uh, Mendez fight again. Chad, yeah, I want to see him fight again. I know Palomino wants that big fight. I don't know if that maybe. That could happen. That could happen. But goats, no. Um, welterweight, we already talked about. Lightweight, I think we already know Palomino's there. Damn, man, that's a that's tough. Yeah. I think we go heavyweight. I think heavyweight would probably make the most sense. Yep. I would say. Damn, man, I'll probably put Joey Beltran there for me. I think Beltran, because of the wars he's had, and. He's been there since day one. He was the heavyweight champion. Yeah. You know, and he's and, like, I think Beltran would probably be that number four for me. And also, and, and, and think about this. Joey Beltran had a long run in the UFC. He had a run in Bellator. Yeah, awesome, he has fought everywhere and everyone. Everyone knows him. And he was one of those guys, and I mentioned this to um, to Dave Feldman last night. When they were able to pull in guys like Beltran, Leonard Garcia, Chris Lieben, and Chris yeah. Lytle, these were like established gangsters in the fucking MMA world that mm-hmm. made it okay to come over to bare knuckle. And those four made it okay for the younger stars that were leaving Mm -hmm. UFC, like Mike Perry and and PVZ and all them to come over. And now in turn has snowballed into Kamozi and Dodson and all these guys that are maybe in their later thirties, but don't, Mm -hmm. they're not even close to done. So like as an ambassador to the sport, Joey Beltran might be that guy. I'd, I'd, I'd like to put him there. I mean, I'm sure his, the, you know, the Tony Lopez fights were phenomenal. Uh, th- that first fight, you know, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, and, you know, it was fun to watch Beltran because it was like, you know, how, how much could that guy take and keep coming? Yeah. That guy is like next level tough, you know? So I would probably say Beltran. I'm comfortable with that. That right now, as it stands, I'm comfortable with that Mount Rushmore for me. I mean, how could you go wrong? Palomino, Faria, Lorenzo Hunt, and Joey Beltran. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. Mount I could I could picture uh, the Mount Rushmore this, right now. This just some... in. There's a post about Joe's Mount Rushmore right now on OnlyHands. People are picking it apart. Sorry, oh, man. I can't. No, it, no, it always no, happens. Yeah. So it happens to the best of us. Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. There we go. Wake up tomorrow there morning. <laughs> Dude, he don't it's... know what he's talking about. He's nah, a that idiot. was. I got it. 
That was a hell of a breakdown. It was fantastic, Joe. Just as fantastic yeah, as your upcoming show is about to be. Uh, the Fight Game, everybody. Fight Game, starring Joe Miggs, Cata, uh, Catalina. Is it Catalina? Or yeah, Catalina. Catalina. Yeah, Catalina. The fucking Hager. Catalina Wine Mixer. Wine the mixer. Catalina right. Wine Mixer herself. <laughs> Joe Miggs in a fucking all-star lineup of contestants. Oh, yeah. One, one, two, three, baby. How excited are you? Go ahead, say a few final words, and we'll let you get out of here, Joe. Well, first of all, I want to thank you two fine gentlemen, Mike and Mish, for having me on. This is the go-to Bare Knuckle podcast right here. Check them out. Make sure you follow my, my boys over here, the Stunards. I mean, I'm rocking the tea, so you already know this shit's legit. Nice. <laughs> Mike and Mish, all day, every day. You know, you never know, man. I feel like at this point, I feel like uh, you guys have me on the show a few times. I feel like a distant relative, you know, it's like yeah. Mike, Mike, the triple M, Mike, Mish, and Migs, you know, yeah, I pop go. in here and ask, say what's up. But the Eminem boys, I appreciate you guys very much from the bottom of my heart, giving me the spot and uh, talking about fight game. I'm excited. I'm happy about it. Of course, I'll be rocking your tee. Uh, you know, like I said, the shirt fits like a condom. I love it. It's nice and snug and it does the job. You know what I'm saying? And it feels good. So I'm, I'm excited and, and thank whoever's been watching. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. Blessed New Year. Everybody stay safe. Enjoy your time. Whether you're going to bed at 8 o'clock at night or you're going to watch the balls drop. How you doing? Uh, make sure you have fun and enjoy yourself because one one twenty three when you wake up, we got fight game coming to you. Something totally different. Something that's going to be fun. I hope you guys enjoy. Keep it real. Let me know what you guys think of that show when it drops. Because uh, we always want to improve every single night. Next oh, yeah. time you come on our show, have some trivia uh, questions ready for me and Mike. And we'll do a drop. All right. Yeah. With you. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it, man. I guess uh, I'm in yeah. the trivia business now. So yeah. I may as well get questions ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Hey, awesome. we're all going to be tuned in. I know we will be. Oh, yeah. Everybody subscribe yeah. to that YouTube channel and turn the fucking notifications on so you don't miss this shit. Joe Miggs, we will be talking to you soon. Have a good one, man. Happy New Year's. Yes, sir. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year, guys. Thank you, guys. God bless. Appreciate Later. you. Later. Peace. You know, just as soon as people start getting over their hangover, the show will be coming on. You're good to go. Look at that. Your day's turning around. You know what you got to You got to have a, a morning cocktail. That's what you got to do. The hair of the dog. Hair of the dog, baby. Hair of the dog. So That's you guys right. wake up New Year's Day. Have a little uh, have a little drinky drink to get the, the edge off. And then tune in to Migs and Catalina Wine Mixer down there at the fucking fight game. Yes, sir. Dude, it sounds like an awesome show. I can't I, I, I like the idea. I like all the things with the call outs. I love the standing the f- eight count. Love standing that. eight, the, f- the the final boss, the the call outs. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah, man. Look at that. Big Ben, my Mount Rushmore. Senior, junior, Hunt, Beltran, Mish, and Mike. Look at that. Wonderful. <sighs> I'll take that it. all day. I like how he put Mish and Mike when it's the Mike and Mish show. But no, whatever. I love it. We, we I like love it. It. That's his thing. That's what he does. He's big. I, lo- I love this guy. I love Big Ben. I love all you guys. Susan Walker, Joe Ivey, Mike Kanowski. Thank you guys for always tuning in. Patrol Man, I don't love you, but thank you for tuning in anyway. Uh, Everybody else, Joe Miggs, go check him out. Him and Catalina. Bullfrog's in here. Bullfrog, actually. Michael Kanowski. You know what? I like this comment by him. Strega. That is absolutely the perfect, um, you know, analogy right there. The... uh, Artem Lobov, Jason Knight was the Griffin Bonner of Bare Knuckle. I really believe that. That fight. It was good. 
it turned me and a lot of my friends onto that shit. Yeah. And it was, yeah. and, and a lot of it was um, the post fight. Like the fight was incredible. It was when they got sewn up. Yes, I know. Afterwards, the and they in those pictures of the aftermath, it was like that Mike Mike Goldberg thing. So you want to be a fighter? Remember he yeah. said all the time? Yes. that those the pictures of Artem and Jason Knight after that fight. So you want to be a fighter? That is like picture perfect. And I would show that to people at work. I'd be like, you guys got to check this sport out. You got to see this. Both of these guys went bell to bell with each other. This is what the aftermath was. Fucking unbelievable. And then people were just like, wait a second. Now that's real. That's a real picture. Yep. Jason Knight, especially because he's like in the picture. It's, it's awesome. The sport's awesome. It's all awesome. We you have been else? here for an hour and a half. I know. Unbelievable. We were going to do a half that? an hour with Joe Mix. The problem is we could talk about anything forever. Forever. Yep. We could just keep on <laughs> keeping on. Hey, so before we wrap up, happy new year to everybody. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get behind the wheel of a car with some drinks in you. Just stay where you're at. Just don't or get do a, it. Get an Uber, whatever you got to do. If you need some mortgage help, some loans, all that stuff, hit up Norcom Mortgage. Hit up Mike Miss. He's going to hook you up. And get over to Guerrilla Warfare Apparel and use the promo code and buy some of their stuff. Yeah. And Mike we will and see you guys next week. I don't know if we have a show Wednesday yet. I have drill Tuesday and Wednesday. So right, right. So we might have a have to only do Thursday next week, but the week after we should be back to our normal schedule and, yep. uh, and start picking up we'll, again because yep, there's a we'll lot start, of events coming. We'll start banging out shows heading into Myrtle Beach and so on and so forth. Happy New Year's to all you guys. We love you all for your support all year long. Mike, got anything else for these peeps? Happy New Year's. Can't wait to see y'all on the flip side. Be safe. It's too easy to get a goddamn Uber. So get one, <laughs> all right? Or just <laughs> yeah. fucking sleep where you are. There you go. There you Be go. smart. Be, Be wicked smart. smart. Be wicked All smart. Right. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.